0: You are now listening to wave a sound.
1: Welcome to episode 57 of Versus Mike History. I am your host, Michael History. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if we aren't your preferred platform, let us know, and we'll do our best to change that. For premier access to Versus Mike History content, join our members-only subscription tier on VersusMikeHistory.com.
2: I love who I am. I'm God's child. We all are. We all are. If you don't know it, you're gonna miss out on 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 so many blessings that he has for you, that he has for you. And it comes from insight. Just come it just comes from being aware. Being aware. The word says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. Perish is not always dying. It's being lost. Not being able to found not not being able to be found.
1: Good family, welcome back for another episode. Of versus Mike history, it's your boy. And, you know, it's good to be back after taking a couple of weeks off. It was very necessary for the development of this podcast. I needed to handle some stuff that didn't require me to be on a microphone. Additionally, um, I wanted to take some well-needed time off from just speaking every week to you guys. Um, I wanted to get some interviews done uh, for the members-only stuff, and you know, the weather is breaking and things are opening back up. So you know, you gotta balance life. Um, with that being said, as vaccines become more available to the general public, please remember that um, it's still it's still necessary for us to be social distancing. And for us to be, you know, washing our hands and wearing masks. And I know it might seem ridiculous to still be saying stuff like this um, a year into the pandemic, especially leading into the summertime. But, you know, people think that um, once vaccines become available, then it means that COVID goes away permanently forever. And the reality is that the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting COVID, but it stops the um the side effects from getting COVID, from being so severe. So the goal should be not to get COVID at all, which um, the guidelines for, for doing that have been around for months and months and months. And, you know, let's stay safe this summer and let's have a great summer and let's, you know, have a great time and be positive. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the show. All right, let's go ahead and get started with shoutouts cuz you know we have to leave with love. And for this week, for this week, um I decided that I was going to shout out uh Quest Love and and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Um I know it's weird because I don't like know them personally, but regardless, I wanted to shout them out because they are the two people who I am subscribed to on YouTube, who consistently um, release mixes on their pages or in their channels, rather, and um, they have gotten me through months and months of the pandemic just mixing and stuff like that. And um, you know, I really wanted to highlight that because it's really hard to uh, keep people engaged in your content over long periods of time. And, um, you know, those two men have been in the industry for decades and they're just doing what they love. And they kept me inspired to keep creating. They kept me uh, motivated and, um, you know, their vibes brought a lot of positive energy to my life during the pandemic. So I wanted to give them a shout out. And let's go ahead and get into our black spotlight. Let's go ahead and get into our black spotlight. So, our black spotlight of the week goes to a woman by the name of Tashara Jones. And she's a black spotlight because she was elected the first black woman mayor of St. Louis. And I'm getting this from CNN. So, bear with me, please. Tashara on Tuesday was elected mayor of St. Louis and will become the city's first black woman to hold that office after running on a progressive platform and a promise to reform and revitalize the city. Jones, the city's treasurer, beat alderwoman Cara Spencer by 2,280 votes according to the final unofficial election results posted online by the city's election board. Jones will be sworn into office on April 20th. In her victory speech Tuesday, Jones reflected on her historic win. This campaign can unequivocally say that we've been that we've begun breaking down the historical racial barriers and the racial divides that exist and have existed for generations in our city. So congratulations to this black woman for accomplishing a feat that um, should have been accomplished decades ago by um, more senior ancestors. But that's not me trying to take away from her accomplishments by any means. It's just saying that we shouldn't be still in the era of the first black person to do this or the first black woman to do this. Um but yeah, shout out to Tashara Jones. Hopefully you make the city of St. Louis safer for black people, more equitable for black people and more inclusive for black people. But let's go ahead and get into our weekly tarot reading and I have none other than Sesta God here helping us get through this segment. So let's go ahead and get into it. Yo, Cess.
0: Yo, what's up?
1: Not much. Just got you on to talk about our tarot reading of the week. So let's go ahead and get into it.
0: Yes. Okay. So I'm going to do another Jessica Door reading because um, it just really resonated with me. And the card is the Ten of Wands and um it says if you didn't do more than your share what might happen maybe doing too much in relationships is a way of coping with fear that others won't slash can't step up and that means something about your worthiness that your needs won't slash can't be met and that you'll be alone
1: and that's the whole (laughs) thing yep
0: (laughs) 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 so what you thinking (laughs)
1: uh well it's very dark first of all it
0: is I mean I think it's not I mean kind of but like it's like facts low-key
1: yeah I mean like just because it's dark doesn't mean that it isn't relatable like right uh I'm I'm very aware that you know going and seeking uh well looking for things in people that you know, you want them to do to you as you've done to them is a bit of a toxic trick, especially if you haven't had any type of discussion about it, you know, like,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, everybody's form of intimacy, uh, intimacy is different. And, um, you know, how you communicate with your partner and how you express your intimacy to them just looks different across the board. So trying to, you know, shower a partner with gifts or any type of things and that's not really what they're looking for then you know you just aren't gonna and you, if you think that that's the basis of a relationship and that's what needs to occur within your relationship you know I don't really have any type of judgment towards that but if you think that uh if you think that just buying gifts for somebody is gonna ensure a happy relationship then you are sadly mistaken
0: Right. And I definitely think that like, you know, overcompensation, no matter where you see that is definitely a coping mechanism sometimes for fear. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, you know, you're thinking, that's why I think it's important to check in with yourself and knowing your worthiness. So you don't feel the need to overcompensate because, or feel as though if this your partner does not have the ability to give you the things that you need like you know what I'm saying so that's why you're like well I have to overcompensate because I don't know if if I didn't overcompensate if they would even be able to hold down the fort you know what I mean so like just to really be able to check in on both ends like you know I feel comfortable with myself I know my worthiness so I don't feel like I have to overcompensate and I also don't feel like I have to overcompensate for my partner because I feel confident in my partner that they can give me what I need when I need it you know Right, So right. I think that it was like a really good check in kind of statement, like, hmm, like, you're right. Like, am I overcompensating? Where am I overcompensating? And wh- why am I overcompensating? You know, because like we want to get out of those those fear mindsets.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, it's better to take care of yourself than to look to someone else to take care of you also. But that's just me.
0: Yes, I think you know it all starts.
1: It starts inward. It, is, it starts inward. You know, like yeah, in, for in sure. And those, those things, you know, like if you aren't if you aren't being satisfied in your relationship, not saying that you have to start inward, but you have to start with uh, how you are going to approach that situation, rather than trying to approach it in a situation where, well, all right, well, my actions are going to negate how I feel, because that's right. not going to happen.
0: Do, have you, do you feel like you've ever compensated, like, in a relationship? Like, oh, like, I'm doing way too much. But, like, it wasn't because of the other person. It was more kind of based on, like, you, you know, if that makes sense. Um,
1: Not for, like, extended periods of time, but I've definitely been in situations where, like, I felt like where I got out of a situation where I felt like I wasn't doing a lot and i got into another situation and i tried to make up for that but it was with someone mm. who, it was with someone who didn't you know appreciate the effort that was put into the last relationship you see what i'm saying like
0: mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Was,
1: so you end up doing a lot and it's like all right well this person is not even really into you that much you know you just right. kind of going over the top to make up for the bullshit that you <laughs> that you may have dished out in the past so
0: Right, like kind of like a karma type of thing. Like, okay, well now let me try and be like, yeah, (laughs) better feel that, feel that.
1: Yeah, but outside of that, no. But this was cool. This was cool. Yes. um You know, it's a little, little bleak, but everybody needs a a wake up call every here and there. So.
0: Okay, little check in. gotta Check in.
1: Right. All right. Thanks, us. And um, no problem. Yep. We'll see you soon.
0: Okay. Bye.
1: Bye. All right, so let's go ahead and get into our off-the-topics. First and foremost, um, we have to start this section of the podcast by giving our respects to the late DMX, also known as Earl Simmons. Um, DMX passed away at the age of 50 due to an alleged uh due to a heart attack by an alleged drug overdose. Um, DMX was a legend in his own right and um, was large in life in his prime and is an American staple across all households of all races. Um, DMX put out two number one albums in a year, or two albums that charted, that debuted at number one, rather. Um, Sold millions and millions of records. His first album went five times platinum in real time. Um, Somebody who has been in numerous, numerous films has impacted so many people, whether they are high profile or low profile. And uh, he will be missed his style is one of one you know he came in and changed the the shiny suit era that would that had a chokehold on the industry and came in with you know a bare chest overalls a bald head gritty attitude something that people weren't used to before his spirit was clean and pure and what most people have said about him since he's passed is that he was a man of the people and that he would put everything that he was going through to the side to sit and talk to you. And quite frankly, I'm of the belief that we need more people like that in the world. So this is my goodbye to DMX. I know you are somewhere right now. Uh, in peace, and I wish you nothing but the best, and I wish your family peace and privacy at this time. Okay, so I wanted to move on to uh, the verses recap, because I know that um, it occurred the weekend, last weekend, um, while we weren't recording, but I wanted to talk about it just a little bit. Just because there are some upcoming stuff. There's some upcoming um, battles coming up too that I want to touch on. So the last battle we saw was um, the Isley Brothers versus Earth, Wind, and Fire. And um, I don't think I'm alone when I say that that was probably the best verses that we've gotten so far. Um, that versus was hosted by Steve Harvey. And it just showed... It showed multiple things. It showed that Versus is far from uh, dying in my personal belief. You know, it just has to be constructed in a way that makes sense, um, in a way that the fans actually want to view this versus how they think it should be put together. Um, because for the longest, Versus didn't have a host. And I don't. I still don't think it, it has an official It definitely doesn't have an official host. Um, But we've seen so many battles that haven't had hosts. And this one, we get a host. And, you know, people said whatever they said about Steve Harvey uh, bantering bantering on. But at the end of the day, it added on to the experience of the battle. And I think that um, most battles would benefit from having a host. Just somebody to be there to moderate. uh, Because the DJs don't moderate and I thought that that would be the reason for them to be there outside of playing music, but they're not, they just there to play music. Um, yeah, I think that a host is super necessary for that platform. Uh, but outside of that, the both earth, wind and fire and the obviously brothers both looked amazing. Um, at this event, and they performed all of the many 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 hits that they both respectively have created over their lifetimes and everybody just got to experience a little bit of a, an es, uh a little bit of a, of a, of escapism excuse me during this battle because uh there's so many historical anecdotes that can be added on to the records that they've created over the span of so many decades and it was just a good time it was all positive vibes and I don't think that anybody um would say that that was any type of failure on any end definitely a big step up from the Keisha Cole and Ashanti and the D'Angelo battle so salute to Versus um and yeah. The next one is Red Man and Method Man on 420. And y'all know. Y'all know how I get down. So uh, I definitely will be tuned in to that. Um, shout out to Meth. Shout out to Red Man. Um, those are two of some of my favorite rappers. Red Man always holding down Jersey, of course. Method Man of the Wu Tang Clan and it's going to be on 420. So we're going to be high enjoying, you know, old school rap. So I'm going to be in my element. But yeah, let's go ahead and keep it keep it going with what. Oh, um Paul Pierce was fired from ESPN for uh going on Instagram live with strippers in his background in addition to smoking weed and using profanity. Um In the year of 2021, I don't understand why uh, this type of behavior is still being punished. Paul Peas is a grown man. Um, Weed is legal in a few states. uh, And strippers are not illegal. You know, hiring strippers for a party, for a personal private, for a private party is not illegal. Um... Now there are some, some, uh, some, you know, discussions that you can have around conduct and whether it was morally okay for him to do these things. But at the end of the day, the man didn't uh, break any rules or commit any crimes, so I don't see why he was fired. But ESPN being owned by Disney, them being a the conglomerate that they are, it doesn't surprise me. Because Disney's brand, at the end of the day, is family. But regardless, um, he was offered a six-figure deal by Cam Soda to um, comment commentate on sports with strippers in the background. Um, it ha- hasn't been released whether he agreed or declined the uh, the offer. But I think that Cam Soda came out on their own accord to uh, make this offer to Paul Pierce as a you know, publicity. Regardless, um, it is what it is for Pierce. He'll be all right. He'll, the truth will be okay. And um, all in all, you know, it was just a funny situation seeing this because we don't know why it was warranted. Some people saying, some people are saying that he did this intentionally to get out of his contract with ESPN. Um, and if you know how ESPN gets down or if you know how Disney gets down in general, then you know that that was a good idea. So whether it was something that he wanted or something that, you know, uh, he just slipped up on, he made the best of his situation. All right, let's go ahead and move on to Diddy because I don't know what's gotten uh, into him, but this is. Definitely something that was on my mind that I felt like I needed to address. So uh, Diddy the other day went, took to social media to uh, call out General Motors on how much and the rest of the industry, quite frankly, on how they spend their advertising dollars. Diddy is the founder of Bad Boy Records, home of of acts who you've known over the years um, and he's and in most recent years he has founded the television channel and entertainment conglomerate revolt Um. now I don't have any issues with revolt as a platform because they put out great content continuously and consistently however When the head of this company slash brand uh, is worth $900 million and has been accused in the past of egregious crimes against the people who he's worked directly with, it comes off as insensitive and, um, you know, just out of the loop. When you take to social media to speak about how many injustices have been brought down upon you. Um, This is not to say that black companies and black corporations don't deserve every penny and every dollar. I don't want to get away from. I don't want to get too far away from what point that Diddy was trying to make. Because at the end of the day, the message that he was trying to make, which is that companies aren't giving enough money and exposure to black media. This is just a fact. This is a fact. This is inarguable. But when it's coming from someone who is worth almost a billion dollars and has had, like I said, issues in the past with his artists, then, you know, maybe you should hire somebody to take on this battle on your behalf. Maybe not do it on your own. Like, I understand that you're trying to leverage your platform because everyone knows who you are and you're a beloved figure in our culture, in our community. But uh, the optics of the open letter are not uh, going to be focused on when the person delivering the message um, has issues to reckon with. On his own, you know, like a tweet that I saw the other day on social media was about how Diddy is on the sand talking about inequality with advertising dollars coming into his company. Meanwhile, Black Rob is sitting in the hospital uh, going through whatever he's going through wishing well on DMX and wishing uh, and and paying his respects to DMX. It just doesn't make sense, you know? Um, So when we talk about equity and inclusion, we need to be having those conversations within our own communities as well, because, you know, people seem to forget that you got to do by, you got to do good by your own in order for, in order to be demanding for anybody outside of your own to be giving you any ounce of respect. So I just wanted to touch on that for a bit. And, um, I guess we can close out on one more topic. I just wanted to get into a conversation that I saw on social media playing out for the past couple of weeks about, um, (laughs) about who, uh, Invented what style or who made what uh, fashionable or whatever the fuck. Uh, because Soldier uh, Boy has been on uh, Twitter recently speaking about his influence uh, with Bape. And that's one isolated incident. And another incident was Jim Jones, Joel Santana. Jim Jones and Joel Santana speaking about how. They in Harlem made the Nike boot pop and not any other place such as, you know, North New Jersey, where it is culturally where it is, it is a cultural staple where it was a cultural staple in the past. Excuse me. Um, fashion trends are funny because, you know, you have there they for the longest they've been regional, you know, like our society, uh, has been divided by multiple things that are kind of just falling to the wayside now. So like accents and languages and fashion trends and music styles, all of these things are slowly, but surely in races, even all of these things are slowly, but surely being, you know, melted down into kind of one across the board type of thing, um, due to the internet and people having access to different people and different things that they wouldn't have had access to without the internet. And, um, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world and it's not the best thing in the world, but it is what it is. Um, I don't think that Soldier Boy, uh, influenced Bait for a Generation personally, just because, uh, when I think of Bait, I think of Pharrell and Lil Wayne immediately. Um, in terms of ACGs, I do think that, um, I don't think that Dipset in any type of way made ACGs popping. Um, Wale literally has a song called Nike Boots, and, um, he's from the DMV, and my personal experiences with ACGs is that niggas in my city wore them just because, you know, that was the, we made, we made the shit hot. But Joel's, he was of the impression that, you know, even if a trend started in your respected city, it mostly, the, a trend becoming popular attributes it to where it is adopted from. So he's basically saying if somebody, he's basically saying if Baltimore or Newark wants to claim, or DC wants to claim that they are the people who put, nike Boost on the map he's saying that even if somebody from harlem got it from them the world saw harlem in them and that's why they take the credit which i couldn't disagree with more but that's just me um let's go ahead and get into our tv music and film stuff though okay so for new music Um, We got a couple things on the docket. We got L.A. dropping Aura 3. Shout out to him. Um, I played a a record off of that project a couple weeks ago called Fun Fact featuring Rick Ross. Go check that out. Um, Miguel delivers Art Dealer Chic 4. He delivers three joints on there. Uh, I don't think I've heard all three, but I did hear the first one. And I liked what I heard, you know, we need more Miguel. I don't know where he's been. He'd be uh, going underground like Bruno Mars. But uh, all I know is that, you know, we're ready. Doja Cat and Scissor, they come through with Kiss Me More. Um, they also delivered a video for that. I haven't heard the song or seen the video yet, so I cannot comment on it. But for the girls, there you go. Also for the girls is Queen Naija and Ari Lennox with Set Him Up. I did hear that song. I don't know if there's a video. I don't think there is a video for that, but the song is awesome. Um, Queen Naija and Ari Lennox, they're both dope, you know, in their respective lanes. And uh, Belly and Benny the Butcher, they drop a record off titled Money on the Table. And I haven't heard that record yet either, honestly. I haven't heard any of this new music. I just wanted to let you guys know what was coming out or what has just come out. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for music. World's still reeling from DMX. So, you know, um, I don't think that really has anything to do with musical releases, but um, there just wasn't that much this week. All right, family, let's round it out with uh, television and film. So, um, I've been keeping up with Falcon and Winter Soldier for the past couple of weeks. They just released episode four of the limited series. And, man, this show is really good. Uh, Compared to WandaVision, the action is great. Um, Them setting the scene for everything for... uh, you know, the future of the MCU and the state of how everything is currently has all been done so well. Um, This fourth episode, and this is spoilers, by the way, this fourth fourth episode with the inclusion of the Dora Milaje, um, with Zemo getting some more actionable scenes with Lamar being killed at the end with john walker killing the flag smasher one of the flag smashers uh in front of the large very large crowd were all very intense moments um this show sets a really high precedent for the future of action in the mcu i wouldn't say it's you know fantastic because we still have to see shang Shang chi in a couple of months, and I think that the action sequences in those films, in that film, are gonna be outstanding. But, you know, in terms of narratives and how the characters have been treated on this show and uh, the development of the plot, everything is done well, you know? And I'm glad that Marvel has chosen to take the direction of making more people of color um, the heads of the writing room and directors because it adds so much more nuance to the stories that they've been trying to tell. And um, it's starting to become more transparent that their quality of the stories outside of the main plot of what's going on are improving, and the dialogue is improving, and character interactions and developments are improving. And yeah, you know, I'm really excited for the MCU. And this show is really good, and I've been very entertained thus far. And I'm quite excited to see who this guest cameo is and how the series ends, leading into Loki and Black Widow. What else we got? Invincible episode four. So, Invincible is fucking awesome. Excuse my language. But it's just great. Um, one of the best animated shows I've seen in a very long time. Also, a superhero series, Um, very compelling, not for children, definitely an adult animated series. And, um, you know, it deals with things that we've seen before, but in different contexts. And I love how the the cast of this series is diverse and how, um, you know, we don't spend so much time with our main family and we get a lot of side character development. That is the stuff that makes superhero stories really good. And I kind of know, and I know that kind of like ties into what I was saying about Falcon and Wonder Soldier, but it's just the reality of the situation. This is also another series that I'm excited to see how it develops in the future. His last episode, episode four with uh, Titan and Invincible's uh, journey with him throughout the episode was very interesting to see, especially with how the episode ended and um you know it's very success it's it's been very successful in my eyes and i think that um the platform i think that amazon has been very pleased with the response to the show robert kirkman um is pretty dope you know i can't hate on him steven yin sandra oh jk simmons whole all-star cast oh even mahershala ali as Titan. I forgot to even mention, I I, I didn't even realize that that was him until I was on Twitter scrolling. But yeah, shout out to all of those people, shout out to that show, and let's keep it moving with Snowfall Episode 8, because shit is getting real, you know, um, spoilers, Louis got shot, Um, Khadija's still on a run, uh, on a rampage for blood, looking for Franklin, and his crew man boy is trying to get the plug so he can off Franklin once and for all Uh, we didn't get any Scully in this episode but um, I just look at uh, Khadija as as his surrogate Um, this series is so great for so many reasons it doesn't leave characters behind and um, characters actually change and develop In this show, Uh, the stuff that's going on with Teddy and Franklin came to a, he uh, came to a a heel, a heed. I don't know the correct term for that. But, um, you know, essentially they came together and figured out that, you know, they are, they are all that they have in this game. You know, with, with uh, Alton doing what he's doing, Irene trying to get the scoop of a lifetime and you know, just dashing away her family and what they <laughs> wish for her. and you know, everything is just coming, you know, full circle on this series and is being handled with care and being done exquisitely. Uh, I'm excited to see how this season ends. and I'm excited how to, to see how the show ends in general. It's feeling like the show is closing. I know that um, Snowfall was renewed for a fifth season, and I don't think that next season will be its last, but I do think that the season after next will be its last, if we get that far, which most likely we will, but you know, you never know. Now, there is some stuff that I didn't get into that is coming out. Uh, we have Spiral starring Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson that's going to be released into theater soon. That is the uh, the Saw reboot or sequel. I don't know if it's a sequel or a reboot, to be honest. But it does star Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson, so I'm going to go ahead and check it out. I don't know if I'll go to the theaters or do the whole, you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Handmaid's Tale is dropping soon on Hulu uh, sometime this month. I can't remember the date, 20-something. And, um... Lena Waithe has released her series Them on Amazon and I haven't watched any of it yet but I'm not hearing good things. I'm hearing very poor things actually. I'm hearing uh, that it's filled with black trauma that has a lot of negativity and violence towards black people and I just hope that one day my people are free from the shackles of you know, creating black trauma for dollars, for millions. Um, I just can't get with that anymore. And I can't support that type of content. But um, I did want to make you guys aware that that situation is happening. Um, or not situation. I wanted to let you guys know that uh, Lena Waste's new series, Them, is now available on Amazon. So go ahead and check it out and let me know. What you guys think of it, because I probably won't be checking it out. And that's pretty much it, you know. Um, this has been an awesome episode. Got into everything I wanted to get into. And as always, some topics, questions, music, and movie suggestions. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at VS Mike History and on Instagram and the fan base app at versus Mike history. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike History and on Instagram at last name history. And as always, you can find everything versus my history related at versus my history.com. Make sure you are subscribing to our members only subscription tier for my archive of exclusive interviews and other bonus content. Donate if you can, and our merch is coming very soon. Very, very soon. I'm excited. But um, without further ado, This week's sound selection comes from Mick Jenkins, and it is entitled U-Turn. I will see you beautiful black people next week.
2: Bustin' heads, we in the whip This my parking spot, I just busted you Through the sunroof, diamond on my right from the west side. South side, nigga, so uncouth. Oh, I, I don't never tell no untruth, though. Niggas that say that they feel you. They never fuck with the real you. I pull up on them in this pony. Then they get to acting phony. Please do not force my hand, my nigga. You know that we ain't really homies. I never knew you like that. Don't make me do you like that. Just bust a U-turn. For we had to get down like a new perm. We'll straighten it out. Just know the truth. It's too well. I'm not sending shots. I'm just busting heads. We in the Spot, I just bustin' you